and share a little bit about uh, ministry in the Czech Republic. So that's really cool. So we're going to welcome them. And as a bonus, if that wasn't enough, we have Eli Shackelford here with us also this morning to give an update about uh, his ministry in Utah. So that's all coming up this morning. We want to welcome up the Ellen Woods to lead the first song. Come on up. Good morning. If you guys would like to stand and sing with us.
You may be seated. All right, so uh, Ellen Woods are in town for a month. Not not their kids, but, but Mel and Amy. And if you would like to host them, get to know them a little better, uh, we have sign-ups for that. I believe there's one right outside the office. Uh, they've told me many times they're not here to vacation. They're here to connect with people. They're here to actually do ministry if they can, as, as God will use them. So consider if you'd like to hang out with them a little bit to sign up for that. Um, this, and in fact, one of their things they're doing is this Thursday, Amy Ellenwood will be sharing at our women's ministry, Common Ground, which will be doing their event this Thursday, January 8th at 6 p.m. So all you ladies are invited to that. And then next week is our week of prayer. So uh, what we want to do this year, like we did last year, is have different folks uh, host prayer meetings in their home each day of the week. So if you'd like to be a host family for a prayer meeting, we'll give you an outline. We'll give you the how to do it. But just to have your home available and open for us to use would be great. So again, if you'd like to host a prayer meeting in your home for the week of prayer, uh, call the office and let us know and we'll make that happen as well. All right, now I have an announcement from our chairman, Dave Ogren. He pays me to call him chairman to remind you all that he's chairman. Watch. Thank you. Oh, okay. Being referred to as chairman is in lieu of a pay raise. Appreciate the... uh, heartiness of everybody that's here this morning and plowing through a lot of snow and uh, high winds and cold temperatures it's, it's a hearty lot here in the Northwoods. One of the uh, advantages or fun things that you get to do when you're chairman is to recognize people within the church not only as a church board but also as members and regular attenders here at Three Lakes. So I may embarrass a a couple of people by asking Leah Rayberg and Cindy Pico to come up. I would also ask uh, Andrew to come up, but he is in uh, Green Bay. I hope he's having a good time with however many kids he has down there. (laughs) And don't you go away either. Some weeks ago, we sent out a notice or a letter to members and uh, friends of Three Lakes Free Church showing our appreciation for the hard work that the four paid members of the the staff here at uh, Three Three Lakes do, and we appreciate them very, very much. And on behalf of the friends and members of Three Lakes Free Church, we want to give you a sort of a belated Christmas present to Niall and to Andrew, which I'll get to him later. Cindy Pico, if you don't know, is responsible for this church always looking outstanding. (laughs) Then the latest addition to the staff here at Three Lakes is Leah Rayberg. I cannot say enough of what a great job she does uh, keeping the office running, keeping Pastor and Andrew in line, which is hard enough as it is, but taking care of all the electronic things, the the, uh, table page and everything else that she does, a great job. And a small token of our appreciation as a church, this is for you.
Told you he paid me to call him chairman. Told you. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Thank you. Thank you for the gift. Uh, uh, thank you for all of you who contributed to the gift. We really appreciate it. And uh, I know I can speak for Leah and uh, Cindy, even though they wouldn't want to talk up here <laughs> and tell you. And I speak for Andrew to say they know they're appreciated and they, they, they feel that as well. So I'll speak for them on their behalf. So thank you. Um, I feel like I had one more announcement. Yes, one more. Um, <clears throat> Gene Sobolik is going to be moving uh, to Pensacola, Florida tomorrow. A lot of you knew Roy and Gene as, you know, foundation rocks in this church. You know, they've been around for a long time. and They've done a lot of great things here. And I couldn't begin to tell you all the things. But uh, because of, you know, just trying to take care of Gene the best they can, the family's decided to move her into an assisted living place in Pensacola, Florida. They have family there. She'll be among friends. And uh, they're going to do that tomorrow. So I'm going to go see her today, kind of pray for her, you know, and wish her well from the church. So I'll be saying that to her today. But I wanted you to know that as well so you can be praying. uh, You know, if you need to send a card or something, maybe we can get an address as well as she's transitioning to kind of the next stage. So I wanted you all to know that. So, all right. Last but not least, uh, Eli Shackelford, would you come up and give us a ministry report? Good to see you, brother. Yeah. Hey, welcome, everyone. Good morning. Um, when you guys see Andrew, be sure to ask him how his vacation was, because <laughs> people always ask me that after a really hard youth trip, and I'm like, it's awesome. I hope yours is just as good. Um, hey, I don't really know where to start as I thought about what I wanted to share with you guys. Um, I think I'm going to start here. I have a few minutes, and I was at a worship event two days ago here, and I looked next to me, and there was a student there who, another student, I mean, she's a college kid now. She's here this morning. Um, there was another kid who had put her name on a wall um, years before as somebody to pray for, and it was just standing there with my hands in the air and looking at her with her hands in the air right next to me. Um, I was just super aware of God's faithfulness and God's consistency and the God who says, I'm, I'm going to do this, and then he does that. Um, so I, I just want to start there. I see God at work here, and as I've, I've been here since Wednesday, and really, I lost my phone immediately in a sm- snowbank, so if I didn't call you, that's why. Um, but really, really busy and full and good and lots of views and pictures of what God's creating here in this snowy land. Um, so it was cool for me and good for my heart to see God at work all around. Um, for us, Utah, I literally, like every story I think of feels too intense to share. It just feels like um, like those really dramatic stories that missionaries bring home a lot. Uh, like I always held up hostage in a bus or... Like Christmas Eve, a kid called me and found her her parents doing H in the middle of the night and said, I need a place to stay. Um, I'm afraid for my life. Um, everything just feels like as I thought through some of this stuff, I'm like, man, it just feels so, so big and heavy. Um, and our time there has been filled, I mean, just filled to the brim with mission. It just feels like every single day, I literally, like every single day, people are at our door wanting to talk about Jesus, running into people that are super, super desperate um, for the gospel. So just full, full. And the the best thing I can probably share, um, Christmas Day, my family and I were out on the street. There's this area called The Block in downtown Salt Lake where all the homeless people go. Um, There's often free food there. 
so there's hundreds of homeless people there. Um, so Christmas Day, we spent out there on the street giving out cupcakes that we'd made. And it was rainy and snowy, so like the rain and the snow was sogging the tops off the cupcakes. So we alternated between like huddling in groups of homeless people, passing pot around, not us, but like just this really, really wild day for me and my family and handing out soggy cupcakes. Um, and every time I'm out on the street with my friends, um, I, I just have a lot of good friends that live on the street now. So every time I'm out there with them, like church groups, they'll drive up without fail in their trucks. They'll hop out. They'll run, o- like literally run over to us, hand us something and hop back in the truck and be gone. Um, and my friends on the street always, always just kind of chuckle at that. They're really grateful for the food. Um, but it's like, man, you always know, like, here come some Christians and bam, and they're gone. Um, and it was just, it, to me, I looked at my kids. Uh, my little girl was across the street with this group of kids, and I looked at her, and I was like, man, this is how I want my kids to grow up, doing this kind of shoulder-to-shoulder ministry um, where we're all developing relationships and friendships with people. And that's really what God has called us to be. Um, the, we were talk, Last night I was with a group of friends, and we were just talking about favorite verses, so I opened mine to Philippians and talked about this, this God who, though he was in the form of God, didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but humbled himself and became a man. And even just like saying, oh, my favorite verse is found here in Philippians, and just turn into that, um, like the, the humility and the awe and the wonder of a God who became a person, a person who looked exactly like Jesus because that's who God actually is. Like a, a God who comes as a baby because that's how God actually is. Um, so I, that's, that's my life. I'm just in wonder almost all the time. I feel like every day God's like, put your chips in the center of the table. Go all in today. Um, and that's it. That's, that's our lives. We're loving it. The kids are doing well. Um, they're doing all the stuff that you do in a city. They're dancing and soccer and swimming which has been really fun. And finally settling in. Our first year was really tough with the kids just missing friends and family. Uh, but it feels like we're settled in. feels like we're <clears throat> just on mission uh, every day, excited to see where God is going to take us. Thank you, all of you that have come out and see us and supported us in different ways. That's been huge for us, just really, really a blessing. Um, Jesus, would you just take this group of people, God, and would you continue to make finger art with them? Um, God, would you just continue to draw out your heart in their lives, the heart of a God who, though he was in the form of God, thought it not robbery. Oh, I'm messing that up. The heart of a God who became a man. <laughs> God, that, that's you. And would you would you do that in these people? Would you continue to create that and continue, continue to um, draw lives out that are evidence of you and your work? In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys. All right, we're going to continue on with our worship if the ushers would come up now for the offering. Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, this day you've given us. Thank you for the snow and the beauty of your creation. Thank you for the beauty of who you are, working in our midst, working around the world, working through your servants in many various places. We pray your blessing on the Ellenwoods as they're here for a time of refreshment, but also of engagement, that that you would do both of those things in their lives in, in deep ways, that they would find themselves refreshed in you and refreshed in your people, 
but also engaged in, in really uh, learning who people are, names and faces and, and all of that, and uh, just enjoying the fellowship of the body of Christ. Pray your blessing on their, on their time here. I also pray your blessing on the Shackelford family uh, as they're ministering in Utah. Thank you for your call on their lives and bringing them to that place where they can be effective in the lives of people who are just broken. And I pray that Eli and, and, his, and his family would just be able to step into those places of pain and hurt, that they could be, uh, they could be that, that voice, that safe place, that, that speaking of the gospel voice that people need to hear. It could be that, that face of love. Um, thank you for uh, us that you have brought to the Northwoods and also given us a task to proclaim the gospel, to live like Jesus would. Uh, although Jesus, we don't, we don't think he, we know they ever encountered snow in Israel, but at the same time, we, we want to be him in this snowy place. We want to we go to the places that he would go and say the things he would say. Help us do that. Help us be like him. I pray for the needs in our church. I pray for those that are sick, including uh, my son Braden, for those that have this flu thing going around or something else, that, that you would bring health and healing. Uh, I pray for Jean Sobolek as she is transitioning to Pensacola, that it would be a smooth transition. Uh, I know it's a new place, and, and with that comes a lot of things. Uh, I just pray that the, the consistency of, of your being with her, your presence, would be completely sustaining. We thank you for the health that you've given her. just seems such a strong woman, and, and we pray that continues. Keep giving her health. Keep sustaining her. I pray for those whose health is failing. I pray for those that I know of that are near death. Oh God, that they would spend their final moments reflecting on you, on where they're at with you, reflecting with family, having precious times. And, and, and I pray, ultimately, that they would know who you are for certain, that their relationship with you would be sure. Father, now for the rest of our time in this service, we give it to you. May our worship please you. May the testimonies that are offered uh, give you glory. May all that is said and done in this place just reflect how wonderful you are, including this offering. We pray your blessing on it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Good morning. It's great to be in the North Woods to see all the snow and just the fantastic beauty. I can't tell you how long I've been waiting to be up here with you guys. And for Amy and I, this is just, uh, it's, it's like coming home. And so we're, we're glad to be with you. Uh, this morning, uh, we, we want to share. Um, we're hoping to share more about specific things about the ministry and what you can be a part of when we meet with you personally. But this morning, one of the things that, that we felt uh, the Lord really laying on our heart is uh, this body has been uh, what Paul would call uh, amazing co-laborers with us in the gospel for Christ uh, in Central and Eastern Europe. Uh, for 17 years, dude, that's been that's a long time. We're getting to be old missionaries now, and uh, and part of what part of where our hearts are coming from this morning is we just want to uh, encourage you uh, with uh, the ministry that you've been a part of uh, over 17 years, lives that have been changed, young people that are hearing about Jesus, and and their lives are different. Uh, countries where uh, soon uh, they're not going to be able to think the same way because Jesus Christ is is there in their midst. He's not uh, he's not wiped out anymore. Uh, he's there, and so this morning we're going to sing, and we've got the words up there. If you want to sing with us, go right ahead. Uh, I know that a lot of times God really speaks through song to me. Uh, and in between songs, uh, Amy and I will do some talking, but we've got videos of young people that are going to share uh, who Jesus is to them. And uh, we hope that you are encouraged this morning. And uh, uh, then I think afterwards we've just got coffee and some hangout time to to say hi. But uh, uh, what Pastor Niall said is true. We are not up here on vacation. We are here to... Uh, to meet with you guys, and there are a lot of new faces, and we want to get to know you. Uh, we want you to uh, to know the ministry that that you're a part of in Central and Eastern, Eastern Europe. So, thank you. Jesus, I remain. 
like an unreal thing I was like that's a gimmicky thing like you must be nuts that to believe that or whatever like just upside down crosses like black metal almost worshipping Satan <laughs> that was so bad man so yeah. that's what that's what you were doing yeah that, uh -huh. was, that was me before uh -huh. I was like I'm gonna believe in God if He's gonna show to me, and he did. I saw Jesus. I was just with my eyes closed, and all of a sudden there was like all the wide, all was wide, and Jesus was standing with his hand like this, and just, or he gotta follow me, and yeah, that was that was like first call, and I answered. I think I was just 
too shocked to realize that that was like, I don't know, it was, it was pretty emotional though. Before meeting Jesus, I, I have no clue what my purpose was. My purpose now is to be light, light for Jesus in Slovenia. Before I was walking in the dark, then I met Jesus and now I'm walking in the light. Good to be here. Um, we're sitting in that front pew in the very same place that we sat 17 years ago, almost, I think, to this month. We come back from being at training with our family for four months, preparing to go to the field. And we came back to say goodbye to you all, and our hearts were breaking. We didn't want to leave. And we needed $6,000 still to, to get our startup cost so that we could go. You all were already giving 25% of our monthly support. And you took up an offering and came up with $6,000 so we could buy our plane tickets. I'll never forget that. And God has used it over and over again to remind me of his faithfulness because of you and because of your faith. And as I was on a walk a um, couple days ago, just asking, Lord, what do you want us to say? How can we encourage your people here in Three Lakes. He said, remind them of who they are. And what I want to say is, you have a heritage of faith here. You're a people of faith. Mel and I learned that our very first years of marriage as we started to build our family, what it means to have faith as we walked with you here. And we were young, and we made lots of mistakes in youth ministry. You were the first church we'd ever really served at. And the other thing that you were for us was you, you gave us a legacy of grace. Over and over again, you showed us a love that call, covered a multitude of offenses and, and gave us grace when we didn't deserve it. Let us cut our teeth on youth ministry in your midst and make mistakes. So I wanted to remind you that you are people of faith and you are people of grace. And because of that, Mel and I are who we are today and our kids are who they are today. And we're getting to share that with people in Central and Eastern Europe like Ur, who, I mean, the last time I saw him was at our tra training conference this fall, and the big holes in his ears were gone, and he didn't look like that guy anymore. I mean, he's even more alive with light and so excited to be used by God in his country to train people and, and to share Christ. So... Um, yeah, thank you for being part of that. Thank you for giving us a legacy of grace and a heritage of faith and our children and these children because you are definitely partners with us in the gospel. Mel and I are going to sing a song for you um, now called I Need You. Um, when, uh, when we were leaving, well, before... Before I even knew that I was going to the field, I, don't, I think Dave and Kay Block may be here somewhere. And they were, yeah, there you guys are right there. Uh, I can remember sitting also in that front pew as they shared um, that God was calling them to Peru and leaning over to Mel saying, I am sure glad God never would call us to the mission field because I know we are called to stateside ministry. Well, never say never. I learned that one. But um, 
uh, I knew that if I was going to go somewhere, I would need to hear from the Lord. And Mel knew that too. So when he heard God call us to Eastern Europe, he didn't tell me. He waited for me to hear. And it took me a lot longer than it took him. Um, it's easier for the Lord to get in trouble by Amy than for me. <laughs> so one morning in my devotions, God led me to Haggai, which is kind of an obscure place. But he was talking about... Um, And Haggai, the prophet, was saying, how can you live in your paneled houses while my house lies in ruin? And I realized I kind of built up a nice paneled life and house for myself here. This was like our dream job. This was the dream place to raise a family. And I didn't want to leave it. But God's house was in ruins in Central and Eastern Europe. And it's it's in ruins a lot of places around here, too. And God says, do not get so comfortable and content in your paneled house and in your paneled life that you forget what I've called you to, to build my house and to tell people about Jesus, my son. Um, I needed that. I needed that call from him because I knew that if I didn't have it, I would want to turn around and run back here when it got hard. But over and over again, he's proved himself faithful when it got hard. And we've walked through some hard and deep waters, but God has been faithful every time. And we're so grateful. So if you want to sing with us, we'd love for you to join us. Lord, I seek you. Okay, let's try that one more time. I knew I was going to do this. That's why we have the kids up here more. Lord, I find you in the seeking. Lord, I find you in the doubt. And to know you is to love you.
Break the dawn, crack the skies, make the way right before me in your light. I will find all I need, all I need is you. Oh, light, glorious light, I will go where you shine. Break the dawn, crack the skies, make the way right before me in your light. I will find all I need, all I need is That's amazing to me. Uh, you heard or when he spoke, he said, uh, I decided to give my life to Christ if he would show himself to me. Well, uh, that's that's an interesting prayer from uh, someone that doesn't know Jesus. And what he said is, I basically had a dream of Jesus standing in front of me, holding out his hand and saying, here, here's my invitation to you. And he, did you catch what he said? He said, first time he asked, I responded. And and that's what we're finding is that young people, uh, for years, it was a dry, uh, hard soil. And we're finding now that, that these young people uh, are dying to hear about Jesus Christ. And they are very open. It uh, doesn't mean that they all stick and follow the word of the Lord perfectly and do all that. Nope. A lot of them fall away. Uh, this this next video that you're going to see is of a young kid in Czech. And what I love is just the sweet uh, understanding of who Jesus is to him. I believe in God uh, maybe six months. Before I started to believe, uh, I used to be angry really quickly. And now I'm not. Uh, that's what God changed in my life. Jesus is for me... He's like my brother. He saved my life. And he's also my king.
definitely want uh, group participation, so would you stand with us and sing this next one?
people that know Christ and people that don't know Christ. Um, reading statistics like uh, this country supposedly about 63% Christian. And that, that spans a lot. Um, and then I think of uh, Central and Eastern Europe where in most countries it's less than a half a percent are believers. And uh, uh, it doesn't mean that uh, people here in the States don't need to know about Jesus now. But one of the statistics that I read that was really shocking to me is that there, that there are lots of people that are sitting in the church uh, that don't know Jesus. And they think they do. They think that they, because they've been going, because they've had a religious life, that that means that uh, they know Jesus Christ. And uh, one of the things that we want to say this morning, uh, whether it's here or Central and Eastern Europe, is that Jesus, He is the Savior. And that uh, he, he provides a new life. And that life is because of grace that He gives. And uh, I don't know. Uh, my, one of my questions for you today is, are you experiencing His grace? And uh, if... If you have, it's like none other. If you haven't, if you're sitting there going, I actually don't know if I've experienced His grace. Uh, ask Him. He, he wants you to know that there's absolutely nothing that you possibly can do on this earth that will be enough for Him. There's nothing. The Bible says that even our filthy, our best, our absolute best... So I'm a missionary, so something should count here, God. My best is even like filthy rags. It just doesn't matter. And it's all because of Jesus. It's what he did on the cross. It's what uh, he did to pay for our sins. To wash as wide as, as snow. And so this morning, if you haven't experienced his grace, we want you to. And it's, it's simple. You just say, I, I need you, like we just sang. And uh, uh, 
as you do that uh, and we listen to more videos of young people that are, are meeting him, listen to how they understand that grace of Jesus. We're listening to these guys now. I could just sit, I could just sit and wait for all your goodness, hope to feel your presence. I could just stay, I could just stay right where I am and hope to feel you, hope to feel something again. Deeper, and I'll go where you will lead 
I'm Kim and I'm from Maribor, Slovenia. What's, what's affected you the most? Has it been learning English? Has it been snowboarding? Has it been something in the talks? Like learning about Jesus? Learning about... It's been like just getting to know people who believe in Jesus because their stories are so awesome. It's like I love love stories and it means a lot to me to hear a love story through God. Like this shy person and I, I was afraid of everything and I had like a bad or self-esteem and now I'm a new person. I'm happy all the time. I'm happy now because uh, I'm doing off to Jesus and he changed me and I learned that fear is not from God and my life changed because I'm not so afraid of doing things anymore. Jesus for me is my savior and person who loves me the most and no matter what happens in my life he will always be there for me and just guide me through life. Before I knew Jesus, my life was just sad and I didn't have a purpose. But now that I know Jesus, my life is super awesome and I know that uh, He will guide me. I have these amazing friends in Slovenia and I love them so much and I just want to see them know Jesus and live a better life.
and I would never say that to anybody, but I started to count my good works and my service as something that made him love me more, made me more worthy. And there's nothing that could make me worthy. Jesus makes me worthy. And I'd fallen into that trap. But God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ, his son, died for us. That's a profound theology. And I want my life to be marked by it and I want to live by it. Before I didn't know Jesus, my life was bad. 
I think it's not luck to came here, but it's just the the purpose that God bring me here to reconnect with Him. Uh, this uh, week was the first time I've heard about Jesus. He saved me and uh, all of us, and He He changed my life. Uh, before I knew Jesus, I think only for myself. I didn't know that Jesus loved me. Before I was a bad guy. Now I try to follow Jesus. And I like to to learn from him. I have learned so much that God loves me. But now I know Jesus and it's different. I want to to follow the Jesus. I'm like a new man now. And just right now I say it. I believe in you God. I believe really. Jesus changed my life. Really. Really.
Um, this next video we're almost done um, but this next video is just a compilation of young people throughout this last summer uh, and and what what's happened to them because of Jesus and uh, it's it's a little bit longer video because I want you to be overwhelmed with the fact that there's kid after kid after young person after young person that's that's recognizing who Jesus Christ is and then after that we're going to all all join together in singing 10,000 reasons of why we can praise his name me he's like my brother he saved my life uh, and he's also my king so I would say Jesus for me is like a role model or rather master he's like the, you see what things he did but you don't know how and why but you know they're right now um, uh, God is my friend and father and I can tell him everything Jesus healed me from the depression and sin Jesus is my like my best friend my brother yeah that I have someone who I can rely on anytime and uh, someone who I can come to anytime. I found Jesus and he come into my heart. I learned like that Jesus is our savior and he came to save us from our sins. I was like started reading the Bible on the internet because I didn't have my own. So I want to know more about the Bible and Jesus and everything. I accepted Christ, and then she gave me my first Bible. And I think five days ago was two years since I became a Christian. Jesus is my best friend and my savior. I learned more about Jesus, and I, that encouraged me to change my life. Jesus is someone who has given his life for my sins. Before I accepted Christ, I didn't know that Jesus loved me. Didn't know mostly anything about Jesus. I think that Jesus for me is everything. He's my friend. He's he takes care of me. He loves me. Jesus dies for me. Uh, he gives me second chance to to live. I give my life for Jesus because I learn power of forgiveness. I learned how to serve. Uh, how to trust God and yeah, my life has changed so it's amazing for me. Jesus is everything to me. He is someone who leads my life. He gives me grace and he gives me love and and for me I can through him I can give that love to other people. Jesus died for me, he died for my sins. And Jesus is my savior. Yeah, Jesus is my savior because he came to the earth save us and to and he took our sins on himself for meeting Jesus I I have no clue what my purpose was I know that my value is in God because he made me and I'm precious just because he made me now I know I don't have search for love because God is giving me that love I, I tried to get to Jesus and I found a way to Jesus. 
before camp I didn't believe in God or anything that could be connected with him. Uh, I still have doubts, I have to say, uh, but it definitely opened some new ways to see, uh, for me to see in the world and different perspectives. I want life with Jesus because I want to be different than others. I want to believe. I never will be alone because he's my best friend. Yes, my life has a goal now to to love people, to share the gospel with the people. Knowing Jesus is better. Jesus to me is the greatest mystery that I've ever encountered in my life. Knowing Jesus has really changed my life. That means that I believe in Jesus and I won't stop. Because of Jesus, my life has meaning. I can say everything to him and he will always be there for me. So Jesus is the one who changed the direction of my life. God's words, I love you, mean something more now. co-laborers and all of that. Uh, that's an amazing miracle that uh, through prayer, through giving, through thinking about uh, his kingdom across the, the world, that, that you get to be co-laborers. And we, we count it a, a great privilege that that's true, that we're an extension of, of this body here. And uh, the truths that are are, that these kids have been talking about. That's what we've been seeing go on for years and years here in, in the Northwoods. That this body is reaching out to, to people around, to families, to young people, and sharing Jesus Christ. Because He does make a difference. It's not about just coming and sitting in church and doing the right thing. It's about a God who who gave Himself, gave His Son to die on the cross so that we could have a relationship with Him. And uh, I was just reading that there's, when, when we experience that, there's no way to keep that silent. And uh, if I'm being silent, I need, I need to figure out what, what the deal is, because that is the best news ever. And so, would you guys stand with us, and let's sing 10,000 Reasons, and sing it like it is the best news, that Jesus Christ saved us.
this morning for sharing this with us. How do you get that many musical kids? Like, how does that work? <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, uh, okay, here's what's going on after the service. So we'll pray, we'll be dismissed, but there's no Sunday school today. That's on break. We'll resume that next week. Next week's week of prayer. Uh, now we're going to have a reception for the Ellenwood, so if you want to hang out with them downstairs in the fellowship hall, get to know them a little better, we're doing that next. So let's pray and go with God's blessing. Father, thank you that, as we've heard this morning, that you're always on the move. You're always working. And even in, even in dark places in Europe where, where, the, where the percentages, as Mel has said, are so slim of, of believers that you're working and you're calling and, and you're bringing people into the fold, new sheep, young sheep, that are hungry for you. And so we thank you and ask you keep doing that. Keep doing it there. Keep doing it here. Would you keep just producing this, this harvest 
of, of more sheep, more souls that are crying out to you for salvation. And you get all the glory. You get all the glory. Thank you for what you've done. Now may we go and be a blessing also. In Jesus' name, amen.